0: What is up, folks? It is the 20th of August, 2021. This show happens, it comes to you from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Oh my gosh. The Eric Zane Show podcast begins now.
1: I'm Sarah rook ruck Roosh, and I listen to the Eric Zane Show podcast because he's an idiot, swears like a trucker, loves puppy dogs, and gave away a kidney. Now here he is, Eric Zane!
0: Oh, Sarah, you're too talented. You make me blush. Hello to you all. Welcome back to the Eric Zancho Podcast. I am feeling good. I feel just relaxed. I feel, I feel handsome. <laughs> what guy does that? I feel handsome today. Got a couple of things going on around the household. I just uh, witnessed the preparation of the uh, croissant sausage egg and cheese breakfast for the NFK our beloved NFK who if you don't know I don't I don't like to tell this story every time and I'm not going to tell the whole thing here but just so you know my brother-in-law lives with us and he's got some tendencies that drive everyone up a wall he's lived he's lived like a bachelor for his most of his adult life, suddenly he moves in with us and his bachelor lifestyle comes, uh, comes with it. And when I say bachelor, I mean, well, he's a slob. So there's no other way to put it. But we're starting to uh, lean on him. Our influence is starting to get him to do, uh, to do things. He is now uh, cleaning up the toilet. Um, I no longer have to worry about quite a uh, masterpiece Rembrandt Poo Poo Picasso uh, shit freckles on the underside of the toilet seat after he does uh, his twice daily firing of the ceremonial Ham's Beer Memorial shit cannon. And, uh, you know, he would then, like, just stand up from doing that uh, I not wash his hands, of course, and then, uh, not lift the seat to see the, uh, to admire his work of art. Well, maybe he did lift the seat. I don't know. But all I know is that when I went in there, to use the potty and lifted the seat, there would be just this, wow, what a, uh, dry. And I, I actually, it wasn't like the second it happened I said, "Oh my God! Hey, do you think you could help me out here and clean up after yourself?" I like this. I cleaned it a lot. I actually had to use, you know, like when you're uh, the type of tools when you're putting, uh, uh, you know, spackle on the wall. Those 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 putty knives. I was I had one in the bathroom for scrapings. I am not kidding you. I don't know why it takes me. I I guess I. In some ways, I like confrontation. Other ways, I don't like. Uh, I just I don't know. It's something about me. M- maybe you're like that too. You you don't like walking up. It's just weird to walk up to somebody and say, "Excuse me, uh, hey, uh, h- how you doing? Great. Look, uh, your shit keeps piling up on the underside of the toilet. Do you think you could clean that up? Hell, it doesn't even sound that bad when I say it like that. Um, well, I actually did. I didn't sound nearly as abrasive as that. I said, hey, uh, Kevye, uh, there's some, uh, looks like you're leaving little leftovers on the underside of the seat after you, after you go doo-doo. Do you think you could clean? Oh yeah, sure. No problem. It was, it was fine with it. So, you know, little things like that. Yeah, excuse me. I had to get a late cup of coffee and, uh, this must be, uh, consumed. Because I don't like it to go cold. So you stand stand by right there. I'm going to turn down this mic. I'm going to take a drink of this coffee. And then we're going to continue. Okay. I got to do more. Not quite this second. But just I'm just warning you. Little things like that. Um, now, I don't want you to get the wrong idea. I do not mind him at the household. But... Uh, you know, just little things like that I'm teaching him, and we've, we've gotten him to start showering, so this is I know to some of you, like, this is ridiculous. What? You have to convince him to shower? Yes. Yes, yes, we do. I have to convince him to shower, but he's, he's doing that, and I'm happy. Uh, one of the other things that has been a uh, ongoing struggle has been um, food preparation. Uh, that goes like this. Uh, you, you, you take the croissant, sausage, cheese, and egg, uh, Jimmy Dean, which th- those really are quite good. They have, they have mastered the ability to take something and just throw it in the microwave, and it actually, you, it's not bad. Well, that's part of a uh, regular dietary choice. Makes me sick, too, because, uh, you know, he eats uh, frozen garbage food, uh, breakfast, lunch, dinner. And his cholesterol is that of, like, uh, a world-class marathoner. He is unbelievably healthy. Genetics or something. I don't know if it's that old Irish hillbilly blood. Uh, But (laughs) my cholesterol is, like, twice as bad as his. His is, you're supposed to have 100 on the LDL. No more than 100. He was at 101. Damn it. I'm at like 150 and on the verge of being medicated. Now, I don't understand how this is, but you know, most normal people would take that Jimmy Dean sausage deal and uh, if not put it on a plate to prepare it the way you want it to be prepared. Uh, at least, I don't know, uh, paper towel or something. He takes... Fucking sandwich. And he puts it on the counter. Like, the counter is the food prep area. And I have said to him many times, dude, can you put something underneath that? Because in the old days, he would just prepare it and then pick it up. And then everything that's about to happen would be there until Eric cleans it. Well, um, no, that's not happened. So... The sandwich goes down. The top croissant comes off, and it lays on the counter. Mayonnaise on it. Okay, great. And then uh, he takes his uh, Mr. Crab hands and grabs the salt shaker and and it puts it like half a thing of salt on it. I mean, a lot of salt. And uh, 80% of the salt is on. He's like shaking it like this, and it's going everywhere. I'm there making coffee. And I know this is all going on. Puts the uh, lid on the sandwich and just walks away. He's going to go eat it. And uh, I, I go, well, now all I got to do is put my hands where that is and to confirm that there is salt everywhere. And there is. Okay. And I go, Kevy, hey, uh, there's salt everywhere. Can you clean this? This has just happened. Oh, yeah, 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 I got to go. go put this down, which I'm suspecting, knowing him and his habits, he, 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 does the, he takes the long way to do anything. And I, we've talked about this. So I actually believe this. In his mind, it makes more sense to take the sandwich, walk all the way into the TV room, where he is going to put in a hard fourteen hours of TV today, set the sandwich on his little spot race sets on the TV tray, come all the way back and clean the mess. Most people would put the sandwich on the next counter or I mean to avoid that extra trip, but I'm telling you he's got these uh rituals, I guess, so uh, the one percent of me was like, oh he's just saying that so he doesn't feel like he's you know, not cleaning his mess, but I actually do believe. Oh, my God. It's one of the many, many rituals and exploits of our beloved NFK. Oh, my God. So welcome into this show. Plenty to talk about today. Uh, Hang on. I'll get to you guys in a second. I got to drink this. Almost done. Kate says mild OCD. I believe that. We've talked about the uh, shenanigans that he, uh, that he does and all the rituals. The idea that before he makes that sandwich, he heats up the lunch, the frozen lunch. Rather than just heating it up at lunchtime and eating it, he heats it up in the morning, puts it into, takes it out of the container that you can eat, eat it out of, and puts it into a separate container, puts a lid on it, and puts it in the fridge. What? Everything's got an extra step. Kate also says, messy counter. I hate that crumbs. Sticky. Ugh. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a regular thing around here. Chris says, uh, salt on it. They already have a, a, a 10,000 milligrams of sodium to begin with. Uh, Dirk says, I imagine his hands to be like the penguins from Batman Returns. You are correct. That is a, uh, that is a, a, a true... Thing you just said, they go like this: thumb and thumb kind of meets uh, index. The 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 middle, ring, and pinky don't work, so it's kind of like he does like a grabby thing. All right. Uh, Okay, he leaving all the schmutz on the counter. That would make me crazy. Oh, let me tell you. All right. Thank you very much, folks, to all of you for being here. It's going to be a fun day. Uh, the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast went on yesterday. A crazy story about a, a guy and his uh, spearfishing. Oh, God. I told this story, and I could see the looks on the faces of everybody in the Zoom. And they all had this face of, like, what the fuck are you telling us this for? Incredible. It's a reason why we worry about you, Dirk, that if you're exposed to too many of your conspiracy theories that you hear, that you might become one of these people. So just be careful. Um, here, B. Rabbit, the legendary here, B. Rabbit, who I think is Trevor? Says, Kevin should be living in a trailer with no plumbing or electricity on a piece of land far away from civilization. Now, that's just mean. Now, come on now. Tyler says he's a fascinating creature. It's a little better. All true. Okay. Shout out to my pal, Tim Mayer. Okay, you're like, who? I, Eric, we've heard you say that name before. Uh, But... We're not sure what that is. Who is that? Tim Mayer is a friend of mine who is, of course, um, a referee in the American Hockey League. He, has, uh, he is an award winner. And uh, by the way, he also, of course, uh, owns and operates Shoreliner Striping, um, who sponsors the email and sponsors this show, Shortliner Striping, online at shortlinerstriping.com. Tim, congratulations to him, has uh, been awarded the Michael Condon Memorial Award by the American Hockey League. So uh, there was uh, some, some old linesman named uh, Michael uh, Condon who passed away about 20 years ago. So the league made this uh, memorial award uh, for, uh, you know, the best referee or best ambassador of the game. And it's our pal Tim Mayer. Look at him. Look at him. Here he is, roughing a game in this, uh, in this image right here. Great, great dude. He's got a look on his face right here where he's, uh, looks like he looks uh, uh, like he just filled his pants or something like that. And then in the background here, this is the Tim Mayer face that I know. Look at that face. Uh, if you notice, his right hand is up. So somebody's getting, uh, you know, 2-5-10. And uh, and the left hand is about to swing over, point to the penalty box, and this is the face of a man who's about to say, shut the fuck up and get in the box. And, uh, and we've heard that many, shut the fuck up and get in there. You know, and he's got a pretty long fuse. He looks pissed there. But let me just tell you, his fuse is pretty long. I have been um, uh, sitting there next to the uh, visiting team's uh, offender who gets thrown in the bin and is sitting there giving him a ton of grief. Okay. Just saying terrible things. And Tim standing on the ice, uh, right on the other side of the glass. And, and the guy in the box is actually putting his face, uh, in between the two pieces of plexiglass so that his, uh, his voice is not impeded in any way, telling Tim, He's a fucking asshole and and should go fuck himself. And Tim just stands there, not even acknowledging him. But, but, you push him too far. He will turn around, open that fucking door and say, get the fuck out of here. Enough. Get out. Uh, Holy crap. Congrats to Tim. And don't forget, get the parking lot striped at Shoreliner Striping. Online at ShorelinerStriping.com. He's getting ready to fire up the uh, ref whistle because the league gets uh, back in action uh, coming up in uh, mid-October. Dirk says, I didn't get a join last night. What did I miss? Uh, I I thought I sent you one. I really thought I did. I I, I did miss a lot of people and then had to send some more mid-show. I'm sorry about that. Talking about the uh, Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. Uh, Amanda informed everyone about the big threesome that she had. So that was there. And then an epic edition of bet on Ben as always. Holy crap. It was a good time. If we went, uh, Oh, okay. Dirk says you did send me the link. I just couldn't join. Uh, I get you. You said you didn't get to join meaning, um, you, you know, you got it, but you couldn't attend. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was fun. Thanks to everybody who, uh, who checked it out. We actually skipped by uh, Ben's stupid, shitty Twitter jokes because we had uh, uh, gone so uh, so long in, in what we were talking about until we also had a, uh, a fun um, uh, side-by-side comparison of two uh, top-notch radio announcers and how they are starting to look like each other. Uh, you'll be able to see that on the uh Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. Uh crazy night last night. Um well di well actually crazy day yesterday as Diana's brain went kablooey. This was insane. Um wow it was uh it was it was quite a roller coaster because I was seated right here at about two in the afternoon doing some work and uh Diana comes in here and she says I am having an anxiety attack and I go wait what and uh she goes yeah um as you know she just um crazy week where she had a job interview on Tuesday and um they were really impressed with her and they offered her the job and it is a it's uh, it's a lot of work working uh placing um ki- uh like it has to do with foster children and and parents and and heartache and you know this is uh hard work and that's not the problem she's used to that she's used to uh when i say hard work i mean like uh taxing mentally not like digging a ditch but you know you're dealing with some sad stories here with uh, the foster care system uh but she you know that, that's kind of up her alley she she kind of gets she gets her hands in there and, and gets the job done and uh, very thorough Right person for the job right there. And uh, she really, uh, when she's, as in the past, when, when working in the schools for the past seven, eight years, she, uh, tell you what, um, not every person uh, has the um, manageability to um, work with uh, children that are, uh, most of them, autistic. Some severely in the schools. But I tell you what, man, she, all these kids that, um, a lot of other people haven't been able to get through to, she had a knack to be able to, uh, cut through all the interference and make a real connection. So, uh, she has just loved that job. And, um, it was very uh, difficult for her to make that decision because of that reason, uh, she wasn't doing it for the money. It was a, a very much underpaid position. And uh, she had gone back and forth many times with the powers that be about, hey, you know, I mean, uh, we don't even have insurance. We don't have anything. And um, so she's looked in the past, but something's always brought her back to the school. And then, um, I don't know, uh, something clicked and uh, she saw this, this job. And uh, it's not like this one is anything that she'll get rich uh, doing, but uh, the the pay is a lot better, and they offer her insurance and four uh, hundred uh, uh, one k and things, just a lot of other benefits. And she's like, you know, I think I'm going to try this. So, you know, that's that's tough because she uh, she love she loves the kids, she loves all the staff at the school. Um, and I go, well, you know, I mean, you do what's right for you. You don't, I don't have this is all you if you think you know that that now's a good time go for it if not no big deal so no pressure i go and be honest with you you're so good at that job that even if this turns out to be something that you're not interested in the new job i'm guessing um maybe not right away you could work your way back to that last job so don't even don't even sweat it this is this is all good You know, doing the things that husbands are supposed to do. Encouraging. Uh, I support whatever you do. You know, you can't go wrong when you do one of those deals. And uh, so she she pulls the trigger on this. and She goes, I'm doing it. Uh, Yesterday, she comes storming in here. She's like, uh, having an anxiety attack? I looked at this job and a bunch of people wrote bad reviews. Now, in the back of my head, I'm like, I'm kind of glad she did not look at those reviews before she applied for this job. And here's why. because there's many, many bad reviews about it, many. Like, um, well, you know, uh, Kenny knows about reviews. Five stars, one stars. There's uh, nearly as many one stars than, as there is five stars. And all uh, sorts of uh, uh, written words documenting uh, why the people haven't liked the job. And uh, so we're kind of going over them one by one. And we're only looking at the bad ones. So I go, well, okay. And so I kind of fall in with her. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't, maybe we should, uh, maybe you should uh, call your, I go, how about you call the new employer and address these things? Say, look, hey, you know, I wanted to to go over this. They have like an HR person. I go, that's what that person's there for. Why don't you call them? So, uh, she does. Nicest lady in the world. And uh, I also happen to know a uh, person who is the former CEO of this organization. I mean, the guy who has since taken a different position. And uh, I leave that guy a message and go, hey, man, uh, I just want to run a couple things by uh, about, this, uh, about this position with my wife. Uh, give me a call back. Waiting to hear from him. Diana speaks to HR lady, and I'm listening. It's on speakerphone. This lady was a professional, and she addressed everything point by point. Diana said, look, I'm just having a little bit of uh, consternation over this because... I'm reading all these Google reviews that say you guys suck. So can we talk about this? She goes, absolutely. And she was, I mean, you got to be the right person to work in HR. You know, HR gets a bad rap, but this was a good thing because, I mean, Diana was ready to jump ship from these reviews. And that's why I'm glad she didn't see them prior to applying for the job because she wouldn't have applied for it. And I wouldn't have blamed her. So, Diana goes over everything, like individual, what these purse people wrote. And this lady addresses them all point by point, like for a while. They talk for a while. And uh, I'm listening. And I, I, I uh, Diana meets the phone, mutes the phone. I go, I don't, I don't feel bad at all now. I think she has very honestly addressed all these things. I, 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 I make she makes me feel good. What do you think? She's like, She makes me feel good too. I go, All right. So she unmutes the phone and uh says the lady, she goes, Well, um, I really appreciate this. Uh and then the lady said, And sometimes also you just get people who have a chip on their shoulder when it comes to these employment reviews, you know? Um kinda like uh kinda like our pal Kenny. <laughs> so um so that was it, and uh, we hang up, and uh, she immediately, I mean, it, we were, like, we went from feeling no concerns to immediately state of a red alert, like, let's go get the old job. She's like, I'm going to go get my old job back. I'm, gonna, I'm not even going to take this job. I'm like, wow, okay, well, uh, and I didn't, like, say, oh, you're crazy. I just said, well, all right, maybe we should call them. Thank God she did then my pal who's a former ceo of the place he says uh no good place to work uh, i've got uh i have you know i think she'd thrive in that job but he said nothing but good things so oh my god so for a period of like one hour we were in panic mode around the house here oh god and uh Tyler says, most people that go out of their way to leave a review are people that are pissed about something. Exactly. You are exactly right. Uh, Jason says, Eric had a make me feel good moment. Are you referring to make me feel good? Josh says, that's got to be worth some Pooh Bear points. Bad reviews, probably pissed off parents. I don't know, Maybe. Uh, yeah, it's a tough gig. She'll do great. I know she will. Kenny, a good question. Is Diana regretting it because of the kids she'll miss? Yes, the kids and the people. She really, you know, has great friends that work there. But, I mean, you know, what's interesting is um, <laughs> I was talking with Diana and, um, you know, for the longest time, because she works many more hours than 29.75 hours a week. Okay? She works much more than that. It's it's full-time. But she can only uh, be a 29.75 hours a week employee. All right? Which means no insurance. Nothing. And she makes... If you walked into Taco Bell, you could get her wage and a lot more in terms of fringe benefits than what she got and then so I'm talking with Diana about that and she goes and you know I mean yeah there's that meanwhile we just hire a new weightlifting coach I mean can't the football team can't somebody wear a couple of hats and uh you know teach these kids how to lift weights and they can uh, throw a few bucks over to the uh to the para pros to uh uh, make it so that they make more than Taco Bell employee. Is that possible? And, uh, and the whole deal about no insurance. Not happening. So then I'm, talking to, uh, I'm talking to somebody, and I find out that uh, the interview process has begun in earnest to replace Diana. And um, it's kind of tough to fill those positions. So they're announcing... That they're offering insurance. <laughs> Diana's like, oh, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? So that kind of pissed her off. All right. Um, Kim says pay is why we cannot keep good pros. Kim is, uh, is a teacher. Wouldn't know that. Kim Lazara, a uh, big-time advocate for uh uh masks in school i don't know if you know that um, also a uh, big time advocate for uh uh she, getting vaccinated like mandatory vaccination if any of you uh, uh follow some of kim's posts, she has been really, really 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 aggressive in uh in saying that we all need masks she even she, she did a post the other day that said um, she is supporting masks in your own home, You mandatory. And if you don't, you have to be put into a concentration camp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's, uh, she's all about it. Nah, I'm totally kidding. She's a patriot. Pain in the ass. Jacqueline says, Dad, say hi to me. What? What is that all about? Aren't you supposed to be working in your big girl job? Hello, Jacqueline. All right. That's weird. Dad, say hi to me. Where are we here? I don't even know what's going on. Oh, okay. I made uh, another episode of the Insane Asylum yesterday. All right. And um, Adam's Oddity. That's a song that uh, I usually post for my pal Adam Knapp in Houghton Lake. And he sent along... By the way, I was really proud of this episode. Not because, because of the amount of influence by the audience. I think I picked two songs. Um, there, there's a, a tremendous list there that some, it's going to surprise some of you, uh, Mastodon makes an appearance again, and I'm not even a fan of the band. I just, I went with the idea that, uh, you all helped me curate it. Static X, Destroyer, which is a song that Kenny's probably familiar with. I mean, this is uh, that. That was, I actually like that song. Static X Destroyer into Chest Fever by the band is a segue for the ages. My God, there is, it is a great, great list. I was really happy about it. Uh, The Warp Riders by The Sword, Radio Girl by Volbeat. We did JC's Tales from the Road again, and then Adam's Oddity was a mashup uh, by a guy named Bill McClintock. But I, I gave credit to actually said Bill Whittaker, who is not Bill McClintock. Anyway, Bill uh, McClintock does mashups, and he titled this one as Coming to You from Dan Dan-tallica. Dantallica is what you get when you combine Steely Dan with Metallica. And that gives us the song when black friday comes you know i'll seek and destroy dude you must hear this this is three and a half minutes of awesome it is one of the most perfect mashups i have ever heard you take when black friday comes or black friday by steely dan and mix it with seek and destroy by metallica and it is it's it's incredible there's a video that goes with it, too. And we obviously can't see it right now, but look it up, man. You will not be let down. Oh. There you go. Uh, idiot says, old man rock isn't my thing. You're an asshole. But, yeah, kudos for included, uh, including Static X. God, you you are awful. You are an, a, in fact, if I, I'm going to give you 300 seconds. Uh, just for referring to it as old man. No, nah, you know, I can't. I'm not in a 300-second mood right now, so screw it. All right. Jacqueline says, I can listen to you while at work. Well, don't screw anything up. And remember, Sunday, crispy chicken sandwiches here at the house. We have not had uh... Dirk says, hold on. Dirk says, Steely Dan and Metallica mashup sounds blasphemous and horrible. No, dude, I'm telling you. It is amazing. Check this thing out. Oh, Kenny, I'm going to kick your ass. Stop turning into Greg, man. What What are you talking about? In what way? How, what do you mean? Stop turning into Greg. I'm going to need specifics about that, and those are fighting words. um what the fuck was i talking about i forget now see you guys I, I'm, I'm focusing too much on the damn uh comments and that's always a problem all right hey let me help your business i would love to get another business on the eric zane show podcast because you know what that means that means i'm still podcasting thank you very much to all the sponsors in the past please support them and uh when you support them you support me it's kind of like a thing with uh, it all works all together uh, if you want your message heard on the podcast, reach out to me, eric at com. And the open of the show and the live stream brought to you this time around by Gift of Life Michigan. Thank you to Gift of Life Michigan for uh, having me, um, you know, uh, talk to you about organ donation. And what's beautiful about this is, uh, uh, again, you don't, you're, you know, you've, had, you've passed away, and I know that's weird to talk about, but uh, that's going to happen to all of us. Would you please make sure that uh, your organ donor card, it's uh, on your license there. You say, yes, I want to give these away. That that works. That is a valid thing. Uh, or I would ask you to um, go to ericzancho.com and it says Gift of Life and that little sponsor scroll at the top that they kind of all go by. I click on it, it'll go to my page, and there's a spot there where you click on it, and you fill out this little form, and that is that is good as gold, okay? And uh, you can do this no matter where you are. So if you're a listener to this show, this is yet another way you can help the show that has no cost associated with it whatsoever, and you cannot take these uh, eight life-saving organs with you. Some of you, I would think that uh, uh, perhaps your liver might not be in the cards to give to somebody, but uh, you know what I mean? Gift of life, Michigan. Thank you so much if you would fill that out. Uh, making a big splash yesterday on the show was, uh, Kyle from dumpster divers and, uh, for his segment that we are going to do each Thursday at about nine o'clock. What did he say? He wanted to call it killing it with Kyle or something like that, or some stupid corny name. Uh, Kyle does not like the zipper merge. He's anti zipper merge. We have a problem with that. At least I do. Uh, But anyway, he is the owner-operator along with his not-black partner, Emilio. If you are in West Michigan, have Kyle or Emilio deliver a dumpster to your business or your home. Not just any dumpster, a dumpster diver's dumpster. Tall sides, doesn't occupy nearly as much space as the rusted-out piece of shit that's in your driveway or in your neighbor's driveway right now. Call or text 616-375-9962. 616-375-9962. And oh, by the way, they're not as expensive as the other guys. How? Well, they have a uh, weight limit at the dump that, well, it can't be met by filling up a dumpster. So you're paying for something you don't need. They have the price point lower for weight on Dumpster Divers Dumpsters. If by chance you happen to go over that weight limit, you'll get a bill, but still, not, it'll be prorated. Not for nearly as much as what you'll pay for when you use the other guys. So, yes, there is a difference in the dumpster that you utilize to throw away all your shit. Which, by the way, we're doing that again. We didn't throw out enough stuff the uh, first time, so we'll be bringing another dumpster diver's dumpster there and filling it up with more shit. And I love throwing shit away. I mean, there is something fantastic about that. Just getting rid of stuff you don't need it for god's sake 616-375-9962 deep breath i feel really good i feel good hot as hell yesterday it's really really hot around here in michigan uh and yesterday was a track workout and boy it was seen by many this was bad i had to pull out the old eric's angel podcast keep cool tactics as it was 90 degrees high humidity as i'm huffing and puffing my my fat ass around the track ah these workouts suck so okay uh repeats on the track again half mile repeats and it's like oh my god so, but there is a trick there is a trick you can do to keep cool uh so you know you're you're baking and there is a ton of people because you have four, count them, four high school football teams uh, having a joint practice. All right. And I tell you what, high school football in most communities is a big deal. And I know it is here, but that was uh, on display with this practice. So, I mean, you just look around and, and the expense to get these football teams to and from these events. Uh, there, there's a team from the other side of the state, Orchard Lake St. Mary's, one of the best programs in Michigan drives 160 miles to this stadium for their team to uh, scrimmage one of what uh, it's like uh, rotating, you know, uh, Orchard Lake St. Mary's offense will take on cold Waters defense, uh, put the ball at the 25 yard line, and try to punch it in, and then they flip, and then Coldwater will do the same thing, trying to punch it in against Orchard Lake, St. Mary's. Meanwhile, there's another team and I don't know who it was, in Hudsonville, doing the same thing on the opposite end of the, tee, uh, of the field. So they, like, run plays, scrimmage, flip, defense comes on, then they do it again, you know? Banging heads, coaches talking, drones, drones in the air. Coaches have drones and probably paid for by your tax dollars, and uh, shooting aerial footage of the game. There's a Wi-Fi set up on the field so that coaches can, like, upload, and, like, there's, like, a war rooms and shit like that, and, and uh, play, uh, you know, like the, uh, uh, um, you know, when you're watching a football broadcast, it's like, touch screen. I mean, you would not believe the shit that's going down here for these fucking brats. Meanwhile, Diana can't get uh, more than $13 an hour to be a fucking parent, pro Thanks, idiots. And uh, this is all going on, you know. I mean, think about it. And these huge charter buses to get these these kids uh, from these different uh, uh, parts of uh, Michigan. Oh, again, you're paying for all this shit. Oh, God. But it's football, yeah, man, come on. Anyway, I was just... And the fans, the stands are packed. If there was ever a doubt that football is not, uh, thought that, mis- that football is not the uh, number one sport, I mean, come on. There was a time when baseball was a national pastime. It's not, man. I mean, people get more excited about this high school practice than they do the World Series in baseball. So there I am, chug around the track, sweating my face off, but veteran here okay veteran here who knows that i'm going to get too hot so this is what you do if you ever have to go out and run when it's this hot out okay um it works better when you're uh, doing repeats because you can have your cooler you bring a cooler full of sandwich bags full of ice ziploc sandwich bags okay this is what you do it's 90 degrees out you're gonna die And you have a hat on, a running hat. Make sure it's a running hat. I guess it could be any baseball hat, doesn't matter. But this is a baseball style running hat, cloth. You put the ice bag in the hat, and then you, or just put the ice bag on top of your head, and then you rip a little corner out of the plastic bag before you do it, so there's a hole in it. Put the ice on top of your head, put the hat on it. You look like an idiot, but you you mean, don't put too much ice in it. So you look like fucking Fred McGriff, but, uh, put the, put the, do all that. Then you start running and your, your head is like 300 degrees and the ice immediately cools you down and then the water trickles out of it and it's cold water just running down your face. It is a fucking godsend. I'm cool as a cucumber crushing the half mile repeats in preparation for what will be the October 17th uh, Grand Rapids Marathon challenge against Mike Ball, which I, of course, will provide the link for you. Remember, if you uh, go ahead and uh, donate $25, you can pick the winner of that race. And whoever picks the correct winner with the amount of time of victory, closest to the amount of time of victory, wins a $300 gift card, Visa gift card. Second closest, $200. Third closest, $100. Okay. And uh, it's going to cost you, though, $25. This is all in an effort to raise money for the AT Children's Project. They need money always. In fact, I want to read an email to you. Uh, From Brad Margus, the volunteer CEO who has two children with a T. All right, it's a little long, but this is important. This is why I'm doing this. This is why Mike and I are doing this. Mike's a pain in the ass, but I love him dearly. Dear friends, I hope you and your families are remaining safe. COVID continues to throw new challenges at us. While the pandemic has made funding and operating the AT Children's Project vastly more difficult, we're continuing to drive forward innovative research, knowing that our kids will keep deteriorating a little bit each day until the treatment is found. Today, I'm eager to share an uplifting story about an industrial-scale research project that is within our reach because of the initiative and perseverance of the Graben family in Pennsylvania and the kindness of one of their friends, Dan and Michelle Graben. Oh, I'm sorry, and the kindness of one of their fr- uh, friends, period. Dan and Michelle Graven, whose three year old son Connor has AT, have been eager to contribute their energy to supporting AT research. Fortuitously, they have a friend, Joel Lucarel, who works for Charles River Laboratories, a global firm that provides numerous services the pharmaceutical industry with joelle as their champion dan and michelle orchestrated discussions between the at children's project and charles river laboratories that led to our designing a large-scale drug screening project that will test thousands of chemical compounds on cells obtained from children with a t to identify drugs that have positive effects. Because a lot of research has already been performed on the compounds to be tested, the project could potentially leapfrog traditional drug development approaches, greatly accelerating the path to a new treatment in AT kids. This is very exciting, Brad writes. But the Gravens weren't done yet because the project would cost. About $185,000 that the AT Children's Project simply didn't have. Dan and Michelle started raising funds for the project from family and friends. In just a few short weeks, they raised the first $100,000. Then, two days ago, Charles River Laboratories generously chipped in $40,000 toward the project's budget. We're now looking to quickly close the $45,000 gap so that we can keep this momentum. You can call Charles river laboratories and tell them to proceed immediately with the project. We'll be enormously grateful. If you can help us deliver a storybook ending to the Graven's inspiring undertaking by, and then he writes making a donation and it's highlighted in a hyperlink. Well, um, just so you know, uh, what i just posted there and uh, uh you can see it on the screen that does go to that um it's all towards uh kind of like uh, bulldozing the funds toward that um, uh, large scale drug screening for the at children's project so there you go looking forward to uh to all of that at the end of the day uh, uh that's what mike and i are doing it for uh i i'm starting to think that um boy uh unless unless mike gets some type of injury there there doesn't i'm just too slow just a little food for thought i'm expecting uh, i don't know nine minutes a mile at this point i'm just slow that's i am mean, doing the workouts but i'm not getting any faster 13.1 miles as mark says how long is this race Uh, Tyler says, if you put too much ice in those bags, your head's going to be shaped like Dean's. Well, yeah, I know, but it's only temporary. He's got to live with that. The Duchess says, I should try that when I walk. Well, you need to know it's annoying as hell, too, because water's dripping off your face. Uh, The only reason why I do it on the track, Duchess, is because uh, I can stop on those intervals, you know, and kind of like topple off and start over. Oh, shit. I forgot my water. Damn it. That's going to come back to haunt me. All right. Let's get into Jeopardy! host Mike Richards. Okay. I talked a little bit about this on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. Um no one knows who mike richards is we're not talking about uh the guy who um you know michael richards from seinfeld who screamed the n-word at the uh at the whatever on stage doing comedy not him this dude is uh He's, he, he appears to have he appears to be good at hosting, but it, again no one has any idea who he is and he was just recently made the executive producer of Jeopardy like a month ago okay and um so that's weird he made himself he's making himself the new permanent host of Jeopardy, and no one has any clue who who, we, who this guy is <sighs> My vote goes to blind guy from frickin' Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, What's his name? Is that Jordy, LeVar Burton? Am I getting that right? Uh, Or maybe even the smart chick from Blossom. She's pretty good, too. I don't know who Mike Richards is. Well, we all know who he is now, and he's getting canceled as we speak. Mike Richards did a podcast like seven years ago. And, you know, how well, it isn't a podcast. You basically just say whatever you want. And he did. And it isn't okay. It was, it's all, it was all tongue-in-cheek. It was all just he's, he's making fun of fat people. He's making fun of little people, midgets. I, it's still okay to say that, in my opinion. I, I'm going to say it. I'm not going to say N-word. I'm not going to say R rhymes with me You guys can have those. I wouldn't say N-word I would never even consider. Uh, R-word rhymes with me-mard. I uh I have said it in the past, but it was beaten out of me. I can't do it anymore. I won't say C-H rhymes with dink. Uh, I won't and so that's basically it uh midget i'll still i'll still go down the road of midget you're gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna fight for that one i'm gonna fight for midget so this guy did all sorts of nasty shit in his podcast no big deal in my opinion whatever and uh some website i forget which one they hunted him down and went back into, look, they, they found out that this guy has a podcast. So the way journalism is these days for this, this uh, website, I forget who the fuck it is. Their idea of journalism is just going back, finding, oh my God, he's got a podcast. Well, let's listen to every episode. Or maybe somebody tipped him off and said, hey, I don't want this guy to be the Jeopardy host. So uh, take a listen to this. And now he's fucked. You see, now he's going to lose the Jeopardy! job. And he's going to be fired as the executive producer. And he's going to be doing a podcast in a room like this uh, for the rest of his life. Okay? Check this out. They talked about it on the Today Show this morning.
2: To the bitter and growing backlash facing one of America's favorite game shows.
0: Yeah, Jeopardy started production
2: yesterday on its first season with new permanent host Mike Richards. But many fans are still furious about the furious. process that landed him that role and now past comments from Richards that have
0: surfaced. NBC News Now anchor Joe Fryer joins us. Surfaced. That were uh, uh, hand-picked, curated, and presented to the world things don't surface. People go out of their way to maliciously destroy. That's what that stupid bitch, uh, Susan Susser did to Jack Morris about those comments from 1990 when he was bitching about a, uh, a female reporter in the locker room when he's trying to change.
2: But the very latest, uh, hey, Joe, good morning. Hey there. So good morning to you guys. So Mike Richards is back on defense this morning, this time apologizing
0: now, for a number of offensive comments. That makes it worse. He's being a pussy about it. He's saying, oh, I'm sorry. Which, you know, uh, hey, I, have, uh, I am no stranger to apologies. And, uh, and I, it's worth repeating, I didn't mean any of those apologies. I only did that to shut everybody up so I could keep fucking working he reportedly made on his
2: podcast seven years ago. One high-profile group is even calling for an investigation. For Jeopardy fans who were all... An
0: investigation, you say? Oh! Ready, critical of
2: the decision to replace Alex Trebek with Richards, this newest controversy is just adding fuel to the fire. With filming for Jeopardy's newest season kicking off
0: Thursday, some fans are wondering if the show's big... Not filming. It's recording film his movies
2: major on mike richards is paying off an in-depth report by the ringer unearthed old comments made by richards in 2013 and 2014 on his one-time podcast the random show objectively she's not attractive and she does not have a great body
0: nbc okay nothing wrong with that so this guy is just making a comment about somebody how somebody looks That that i guess that's one of the big hard-hitting things that this dude said news has not
2: listened to the original recordings which were pulled offline this week but according to clips published
0: by yeah, the... so they they uh, yanked all the episodes before anybody else could hear them which is terrible
2: ringer and apparent archive recordings the episodes included sexist
0: jokes about women's bodies along with disparaging remarks about little people Pe- you know they're jokes i have said the same thing on this show numerous times i've said all of this shit that he has said in one shape one form or another and um you know what the ladies do on my show when I make bullshit, stupid jokes like that? They look at me and go, oh, yeah, good one, asshole. That's what they do. You know, because they have brains. And they know that I'm a fucking idiot. And they know that deep down, it's a joke. Okay? Ask the ladies that listen to a show like mine. They hear this shit all the time from an idiot like me. And they know I don't fucking mean it. You know why? Because they're jokes. People from- I say shit about everybody. So does this guy, or so did this guy. Taiwan and Haiti,
2: those with mental disabilities and Jewish people. All good jokes. Richards also reportedly mocks a co-host for giving money to an unhoused person.
0: An unhoused person, you say? What? We can't say homeless. Is that, is that what just happened there? Is that a thing you can't do now? You can't say homeless? You have to, you have to say an unhoused person. I'll just say a begging crack whore on the side of the road. Jewish people.
2: Richards also reportedly mocks a co-host for giving money to an unhoused person. Everyone's going to wear one pieces and look really frumpy and overweight.
0: The backlash has been... Fuck, st- I love this guy. I, I, I say make him the permanent host. I take it back. I don't, I don't want Jordy. I want this guy. And I want him to say shit like this. The Anti-Defamation League called it no laughing matter, oh, saying it warrants
2: an investigation. an investigation. In a statement, Richard's owned up to those past comments, saying in part it is humbling to confront a terribly embarrassing moment of misjudgment, thoughtlessness, and insensitivity from nearly a decade ago. You asshole. Looking back now, there is no excuse, of course, for the comments I made on this podcast, and I am deeply sorry.
0: Oh, no! What are you- What are you doing, man? You're just feeding the machine. You're going to lose. Okay? Now you've compromised yourself. You're going to get fired. And then you will have nothing. Nothing. Put your fucking foot down. Okay? And say enough is enough. Richards was already fending off criticism regarding
2: discrimination lawsuits a decade ago against The Price Is Right during. Yeah, apparently, he fired somebody because she was pregnant. His tenure there He denied any wrongdoing, and the cases
0: were eventually settled. So what do you want? You can't have a pregnant lady showing us about the new, showing us the new GTO we just won. As for fans, actually, I would kind of like that. I think pregnant women are hot.
2: A new morning Consult poll taken this past week asked who should succeed Trebek after watching a rotating cast of guest hosts. Richards, also the show's executive producer, got 3% of the vote, while LeVar Burton topped the list with 14%, followed by Maya Bialik, tapped to host Jeopardy! primetime series and spin-offs. Ken Jennings polled third after he filled in for six weeks and posted the best ratings of any guest host. Jennings told the ringer in his statement, obviously I'm disappointed with how this process played out, but I'd rather look ahead.
1: Well, this whole riddle could be answered if we knew who Alex Trebek would have wanted for host. Do we have any idea?
2: It's interesting. Some fans have been pointing to an interview he did in 2018 where Trebek mentioned a couple possible replacements. One was CNN legal analyst Laura Coates. Another was L.A. King's hockey announcer Alex Faust. Some fans have expressed anger that neither of them filled in as guest hosts this year. Uh, by the, anger. the way, these new episodes that are taping now are scheduled to start airing on
0: September 13th. All right, enough Joe, enough expressing anger over who gonna be on fucking jeopardy you idiots oh my god Sheesh. they need you know what they should do they should double down and have joey ds be the host of jeopardy or snoop joey says go woke go broke that's what's going to happen to jeopardy the nfl the nba detroit tigers tv broadcast all these idiots who think they're doing something special Oh, my God. Dean says we're doomed. By the way, uh, Dean thinks that I am. uh, uh, We were talking about gayness on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast yesterday. And I admitted to having a certain percentage of gayness. And I said, I think I'm 3% gay. Dean said higher, much higher. You are much more gay than that. And I go, please tell me. And he goes, I just think you're, I don't know, maybe 7% gay. Okay, interesting. Now, Dean says he's 0% gay. And I said, well, I only think I'm a little gay because of how, uh, when I see handsome men, uh, I am not not, uh, 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 going to ignore that. I'm going to say, my God, look how handsome he is. Look how handsome that gentleman is. Oh, my God. And that, that that's good. That is a good thing. And Dean is all like, no, no, oh, my God, no. He might as well be wearing a T-shirt that says, I'm a homophobe. He thinks he is 0% gay. I don't know. Kyle, referring to the unhoused, writes, I call them drug addicts because that's how they got there. Uh, maybe. Unhoused. Uh, Dirk says you admitting your gayness is sort of like when Barry Manilow came out, Barry Manilow came out. I didn't know that. Not shocking to anyone at all. Well, I, it's not like I've got a dick in my mouth Uh, uh, yeah there's a, a, a slight degree of gayness i have never touched a man other than saying this man's handsome or you look very nice those are compliments gay in nature and that's a good thing okay uh the duchess says well you don't always stop at well he's handsome well yeah there have been times when i said you know that guy's got to have a huge crank. You know that guy's crank is massive. Still not anything more than that. I mean, come on here. Jason says, can't say drug addict, guys. Got to say substance dependent. Bullshit. Crack whore. Junkie. Tweaker. Tweaker. sick distorted individual that's a little too wordy so this is all bullshit but this guy is done this guy is done he will not be back there is no way he survives this Uh, i want to share with you something that i've been meaning to share with you and that is um did you see this gator attack thank you dirk i'm finally getting to this okay uh, i'm going to play for you an audio clip with uh which is kind of like follow up to um to what happened at this um at this like it's kind of like a reptile park or something like that it's in utah and <laughs> this is bad because uh what you've got here as you can see is uh all of these kids okay this is had a birthday party and here's the gator. This is a pretty, pretty big, pretty big gator. That's that's not a small thing. I would guess it's from uh, tip of tail to uh, uh, to like his nose. That's at least seven feet. Okay. And you, you got all these kids here. You know, boys, girls, birthday party. Here's here's the parents. They're all you know checking this out, and then the handler. Is going to come up and say, okay, now here's the gator. And, uh, and uh, you know, you can just uh, see that uh, she's got her hand up and the gator's, like, kind of moving. And then she's like, uh-oh, uh-oh. And he's not responding. Then, oh somehow, did you see that? She gets her hand in the thing's mouth somehow. That was really something. It was really weird. It's almost like she put it in there. So I know you can't hear anything. It, basically, all is happening in the audio is you hear splashing and kids going, ah, man! No! the kids are traumatized look at this mom she's got her mask off of course uh that that's that's kim lazaro there uh and, and she's so you know uh, and then the moms get the kids out of there you all you're all these kids are going to go on to become drug addicts and promiscuous uh, uh sex addict and, and 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 sex traffic because they they've seen this horrible event okay look at that she just kind of like puts it in there She actually did. And then look at that. Look at the strength of that thing. It is throwing her around. And now she's fucked. Okay. Now enter this dude. Okay. This guy with the bad fashion sense wearing the fluorescent green top with gray sleeves, bald head. She's now, the hand is in the thing's mouth. And he's like, well, what do I do? And he grabs her and the hand is still, she, she does the old leg lock. You know, she's used that maneuver on many a dude okay uh this guy though he's like fuck i want to be that gator so i'm gonna go save that chick and then uh after she gets out of the hospital she's gonna wrap those legs around me look at this guy he just gets right to he fuck this shit i'm gonna help her sheepdog right there running to the danger he gets on top of this thing and uh not really sure what he's doing there uh but she is actually remaining very calm here and uh again the audio is is really loud and weird but uh she's actually saying to him at this point like no no um and then this guy here he's not man enough to get in so uh you know he's just kind of like he's man number two he's got his hand on her wrist while dude uh, uh is is got like the uh gator in a rear naked choke to some degree so how the hell do they get out of this You got guy laying on top of Gator, a hot chick uh, with legs wrapped around Gator, and hands still in mouth. Okay? So this goes on for extended time. Gator's still trying to move. Very, very... Look at that. This Gator is effortlessly... You think about the strength of these creatures. It's on display right here because you got a 200-pound man on top of the back of this fucking gator. And then the gator has a chick in its mouth. And and the gator is very easily moving all of them and writhing around. Okay. And then crazily, the thing just lets go. It lets go. It says, all right, fuck this. Now I'm going to eat this guy. So she is out now. She suffered uh, injury, but she's okay. And she's actually barking out orders to dude now who now the dude's fucked. The thing is having a field day, uh, with him on its back. Okay. This is all amazing. And then he's like, fuck, how do I get out of here? And she's telling him what to do. And then he's like pondering, pontificating. And I'm thinking, okay, now he kind of like gets up and look at how, how strong that thing is. And then watch this. He kind of like one swift, quick move. He is on his feet right now, and then boom, gone. Quick as a cat. Saves the day. Wow. That was freaking hair raising. Holy shit. Hmm. Kate, nope. Sorry, honey. It's been a good run. Sorry you lost your hand. Uh, she actually knew what was going on and rolled with it. Man, Melissa says a guy laid on him, laid on the gator so that he doesn't roll. Oh. Check this out. This is after the fact. Interviews galore. He
1: went to a- five-year-old's birthday party and ended up wrestling an eight-foot alligator, not part of his day's plan.
0: No,
2: Donnie Weisman jumped into the alligator tank Donnie after the Weisman. gator grabbed the handler's hand and held onto it in his mouth.
1: It was scary stuff if you've seen this video. Christina Flores talked with Weisman a few minutes ago and he really saved the day. Yeah, there's no question that Donnie Weisman was a hero when he jumped into that tank but he insists that the real hero here was the alligator handler who the entire oh, time come
3: on, had her hand
1: inside the alligator's mouth he says
0: i i want somebody who does something like this to say yeah i know yeah i know i am okay when people say to me man you're a hero uh when you get uh, donated your kidney you saved jeff's life i'm gonna look you in the face and say fuck yes i know i know i am I know that. Uh, sometimes heroes don't wear capes, and uh, that's me, okay? And uh, you need to know that. And I'm so glad that you acknowledge the fact of what I know. These are all true things. She is the real hero.
1: So here's Donnie Wiseman a few minutes ago when we talked to him. He's showing us some of the wounds that he sustained from jumping on the gator. Yeah. He says the scrapes are from the gator's scales.
0: I didn't even think about that. Those things, it's not like petting a dog, man. These things are armored, and he's got, like, all these little puncture wounds on his belly.
1: On Saturday, this is video from Saturday, Donnie went to a child's birthday party at Scales and Tails in West Scales. Valley. The handler was about to feed the gator.
0: Scales, it, tails, and hands. In the
1: enclosure, when the gator grabbed her hand, did not let go, Donnie says he knew how to do something. The
0: next time this gator is, fe- or this uh, lady, this handler is feeding the gator, She's going to have a Rambo knife in her right hand, and she, whatever, she's feeding the gator with the left, and if it happens again, she's just going to bury that fucking knife right in his head. Here you go. Take this, and twisting it around.
1: So he jumped on the gator. He held it down. The gator, whose name, by the way, is Darth Gator, didn't let go. Donnie said-
0: Darth Gator.
1: He was so scared, but- the handler calmed him down for a minute he was not sure how they would both get out of there
0: yeah the handler said to me that if i very carefully helped her i was she was going to wrap her legs around me later on like she is the gator so i knew i had to succeed i hope the police would come in and shoot him for a
2: minute you know like I was scared for a minute, but she was so professionally trained and knew what to do. In this. I don't
0: know why I had a hillbilly accent. I guess I just assumed that Florida was where this was, even though I said earlier it's in Utah.
2: Situation like that, I'm glad that she was there. Crazy situation. I'm really not sure what to say. I'm just glad that girl's okay. And once I knew it was under control and the EMTs were coming, I went out and smoked a cigarette,
4: yeah. honestly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: yes. <laughs>
1: And according to her employer, the handler was in the hospital today, recovering from damage to a tendon in her hand, possibly uh, her bone, but her hand was saved. From what I understand, she'll
0: be showing her vagina to Ryan later or Ronnie later on.
1: Donnie says he has
0: absolutely. Donnie, I'm fucking this whole thing up.
1: Absolutely no regrets about jumping on that gator on Saturday. He says he just wishes he would have done it sooner. Christina Flores, Two News.
0: That was pretty quick. In in the clip. Uh, you couldn't hear it, but, uh, yeah, it, it all goes down. And then Donnie goes, Oh, we need help here. And then he's just looking at her. And then he says it again. We got an issue. And then he, he jumps in and saves the day. Incredible. Kate. Oh my God. Yeah. Darth Gator. Maybe she'll get an artificial hand like Luke. Oh my god, I can't believe I didn't catch that one. His wife? It's Utah. What number wife? Yeah, that is that is true. That happens a lot there. So that's it, man. Guys save the day. Really, really cool. All right. Uh Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid take your car over there Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. I always forget it. I, I get it on the second time, but they've they've expanded. They're uh they're doing uh, work on electric uh, vehicles if that's what you uh if that's what you want. Uh, 616-532-6600. Uh over there. If you are in the West Michigan community, this is where you want to take your car to get repaired. As always, Please support the sponsors. When you support the sponsors, you support this show and mention my name when you take the vehicle over there. To Irvines, 616 532 6600. Family veteran, lady owned business. Okay. Husband and wife tandem. You got Megan. You got Bruce, who's like a, bro- a blood relative. Absolutely awesome. Great crew over there at Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. They are just off of 44th Street in West Michigan. In fact, if you're on 44th, there's a side street called Stafford, three blocks east of 131. You just look down Stafford, you'll see it as you drive by, you'll see their sign right there. Can't miss it. Check them out online, Irvine's.com, and they spell it E-R-V-I-N-E-S, Irvine's.com. Hey, Zane, this is is inevitably how it happens. People just know I have a place that you can repair cars, uh, get your cars repaired at. And sometimes messages go in one ear and out the other. So I'll get a, a, hey, Zane, uh, uh, what is the name of that business again? Because you know there's there's one business in particular, this one. You just forgot the name. That's okay if you do that. Just as long as you know, it's Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. (coughs) Irvine's.com. Excuse me. Uh... Thanks again to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Call up Mario. 231-332-6505. Getting people mortgages from anywhere in the U.S. Unless, Unless you're in Maine, South Carolina, Hawaii, or Alaska. Mario will work with you every step of the way. Hang on. God, still trying to put this cold away. Um, again, I've said this many times, but it's it's worth repeating. Uh, there are thousands of people that can get your mortgage for you for the home that you want to buy. If any of those mortgage people had to choose whether they wanted to work with someone who had a great credit score or a shitty credit score, they would always choose a great credit score. Because that means they can get more money for the home that they want to buy. Okay? Stands to reason. So if they had to choose, they would do that. A lot of mortgage people turn business away. I, I just, I can't get you a mortgage. You had that uh, divorce that messed up your credit. So uh, 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 they, even though they probably know you can get a mortgage they're going to turn that business away because there's a few extra stones that have to be turned over for the person who is going through what I just described for actually not a lot of payoff for the person doing the mortgage. You see how that works? That's why I always say not all mortgage people are created equal. Mario wants every one of you. Okay. Um, Great credit score. Fantastic. This will be an easy process. Quick, painless, won't take much time at all. Uh, hardly any effort on anybody's part. Uh, bankruptcy, divorce, bad credit, no credit. That's a lot of people. Come on in. He'll help you out. More often than not, he will be able to get you a mortgage. And then you can get out of paying shitty rent to some dick who's getting rich off of you. Pay for your own house. Now, because that credit score kind of stinks, it's not going to be the best loan, but it's still your home and you're still paying on it and then you pay on time many times yeah get about uh 18 on-time payments maybe 24 on-time payments then you refi for a lower rate because your credits improve because you paid on time for 18 to 24 months mario does that too that's how he does it. does that sound like you any of this Call Mario 231 6505 NMLS number 3035. They have all the money they need there at Van Dyke Mortgage for you. And then, of course, there's Blue Frost IT. My gosh, they bring you the Periscope video on Twitter, Blue Frost IT. And um, several different facets to this business. There's the managed IT portion where... Um, you basically pay them money every month, which, by the way, I owe them 150 bucks, and uh, they are in in control or charge of all of your tech. Your, they are your IT your IT department, uh, and it, it, it's based on how many um, how much tech they have to oversee. You know, uh, I don't have a lot, so I don't pay a lot. But um, uh, this is especially important for small and medium sized businesses who can't afford a tech department. Uh, but you know inevitably something's going to go wrong and when that happens your whole business is going to shut down and you know you're going to have to unhook all your shit and take it to the geek squad and some asshole is going to charge you right up the ass to get it fixed and it's going to take forever no 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 it's an insurance policy peace of mind alan everything just went ape shit fix it boom that's it that's how that works so I'm focusing on the managed IT service provider portion of their business. But they also do project work. What I mean by that is uh, you're retrofitting the office. You're moving the office. Uh, you need all new computers. This is all project work. Uh, you need new infrastructure in your existing business or your new business, your, your new construction. Uh, wall drops uh, for your various jacks going into the wall for your Ethernet or whatever it may be. All sorts of different things that are way too complex for you and I. You don't need to be uh, bogged down with it. this. Have Alan at Blue Frost IT. Just have him do it. Give him the keys to the Cadillac and say, set me up, man. Blue Frost IT, call them 616 285 Oh, and if you're at home and uh, your laptop's too damn slow and you, just, you need a, a solid-state hard drive, he's going to install that too. That costs you very little. And all of a sudden, your shitty laptop uh, with the non-solid state hard drive is super fast. Right. Yesterday, another one of these disaster patriot piece of shit jacked up truck driving, don't tread on me flag, truck nuts hanging, hillbilly southern sons of bitches decided he wanted to tell the world He was going to blow up uh, Washington, D.C. Did you see this asshole? Now, for all of you people that, uh, you know, when I say those things about you, those descriptors, uh, don't be pissed at me, okay? Be pissed at this asshole who shows up uh, in front of the Library of Congress. uh with his monster truck saying that in in live streams that he's gonna blow it up he's got a bomb in there be mad at him because his he's wrecking it for you okay because then i see that and i i hey man you know what i am i am a pain with a broad strokes guy guilty fuck you listen to this asshole holy shit my god this was absolutely incredible
4: Hey Tom, good morning. Yeah, from the moment that first alert about a bomb threat went off on our cell phones, it set off a wave of anxiety here on Capitol Hill. This is still a community very much traumatized by what happened here on January 6th. But thankfully, unlike what happened on that day, what happened yesterday ended peacefully. After five tense hours parked outside the Library of Congress, warning police he was armed with a powerful bomb, Floyd Ray Roseberry climbed out of his pickup truck. Floyd Ray, Ray, hey, I'm
0: Floyd Ray Ray, Floyd Ray Roseberry, and I'm American. I'm proud to say that I got, I got everything I need here, man. I got my bomb. I got my "Don't Tread on Me" flag. I got my truck nuts. I got my jacked up truck. Fuck yes, man. Let's Parked do Parked
4: outside the Library of Congress, warning police he was armed with a powerful bomb. Floyd Ray Roseberry climbed out of his pickup truck and crawled toward police. He gave up and uh, did, did not resist. And our folks were able to take him into custody without incident. The 49-year-old North Carolina man's surrender captured on video, a peaceful end to a day-long standoff that rattled Washington and a capital community
0: still traumatized by the... You see, you're wrecking it. You're wrecking it. Uh, for all of the law-abiding people who do all those things that I just suggested, but they, you know, they they, they don't threaten to blow people up. I have no problem with anybody who do, does all those things that I said. It's not exactly my uh, thing, but uh, whatever. You know, it takes all types around here. I, I don't hate anybody, for God's sake. But uh, this, is, he's, this guy is a total idiot, Mike. And by the way, uh, I drive an old pickup. And, uh, every time I drive that thing, this is, it's, it's going to fall on deaf ears because, you know, only a handful of people listen to this show. Uh, so not even fall on deaf ears, fall on no ears. The people that drive the trucks with the don't tread on me flags, would you stop waving at me? Like I'm one of you. Okay. I look like I should be in ISIS. I am not one of you, please of january 6th guys i found me a place day long standoff
4: yeah, in washington and a capital community still traumatized by the events of january 6th guys i found me a place to park rosemary parked his truck on the sidewalk about a block from the he's, he's live streaming
0: guys i found me a place to, i found me a place
4: to park capital just after 9 a.m live streaming on facebook as he reported himself to 9 Looks to me like I'm getting ready to make a phone call. Looks to me like, what? He made rambling anti-government statements and said he had a bomb in the truck's toolbox, showing a device that appeared to be a detonator. Facebook soon cut off his live stream and law enforcement surged in, setting up a wide perimeter and evacuating several nearby buildings, including the Supreme Court and a House office building. Oh, great. Roseberry communicated with police at first using a dry erase board, at one point, writing, Don't shoot me. <laughs> police eventually. Cops are like, Don't worry, you're not black. eventually sent in a robot with a phone to communicate more clearly, <laughs> but he never used it, surrendering instead. Right now, we have no indication that he was acting with, the, with anybody, anyone else, but that, again, is part of the ongoing investigation. Capitol Police said later they found possible bomb-making materials inside the truck, but not a working bomb.
0: Okay, so what is your plan there? I don't get that. You Okay, you don't have a bomb, but yet you're behaving like you do. I mean, let's, let's think about that planning. I mean, at least the people that were going to kidnap Whitmer, uh, they, they were, uh, you know, these guys were, uh, you know, p- putting a plan in place. They were thinking. It just so happens there was uh, a person on the inside uh, uh, recording all of this shit. Hey, uh, uh, what are you gonna do today, man? Uh, hey, man, yeah, Well, I decided I'm gonna uh, not have a bomb and drive my truck up on the library, uh, up on uh, in front of Library of Congress, and say I do, and just see what happens. And just, what the fuck was the deal with all the money? Did you see all the money laying out in front of his monster truck? This is my life savings. Take it all.
4: The standoff marked the third major security incident on Capitol Hill this year, following the deadly January 6th insurrection and a Good Friday incident in which a man rammed a security barrier, killing a Capitol police officer. The standoff drawing an outpouring of support online for the Capitol police from lawmakers, including Hawaii Senator Brian Schatz, who tweeted, they've been through hell in 2021 and deserve our gratitude and support. No word yet on charges for the suspect. The U.S. attorney here in Washington is still reviewing the case. And we expect to hear much more from lawmakers who were thankfully out of town as part of their August recess yesterday, but should be back on Monday. We expect to hear more about this incident and the security situation here on Capitol Hill. Tom.
0: Yeah, um, man. It makes me wonder when, uh, when we're going to start to see an even more aggressive approach. These, these Capitol cops got to be pissed. They're, they're just looking for somebody's ass to kick right now after uh, now the third incident. You know that they're like, okay, this is what we want to do. Uh, and, and, and going forward, just keep an eye out for a truck that looks like this, okay? If you see any truck that enters the D.C. area, We want to know about it. We want eyes on every truck that looks like... Because I'm guessing there's not a lot of trucks in the D.C. area that look like this. And it's got to be a white guy driving it. You see a white guy driving a truck like that. Those are two big indicators that this is an asshole behind the wheel. Extra points for don't tread on me flag. uh, American flag. Fuck Biden flag. Truck nuts. uh, Confederate flag. Uh, David Allen Coe, or perhaps uh, uh, Hank Williams Jr., uh, playing uh, thumping in the uh, in the car stereo. These are all things you need to look for. All right. Then there is, ladies and gentlemen. Boy, I've been uh, I've been waiting to talk about this story, and it has escaped me for far too long. We need to get into the. Swingers trailer park where their slogan is uh, bring your house and share your spouse, which to me, that is just fantastic. Bring your house and share your spouse. I mean, it, uh, that, that just works. That is, that is so memorable in marketing. You, you must have that type of, uh, uh, um you know that 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 rhyme there is memorable it's how i used to say wowie groovy howie boovy that worked bring your house share your spouse just works now i'm not saying that any of these women are going to be anything to look at they're all going to look like shit and smell like swamp and uh have a, a blue waffle type vaginas but uh if this is your thing here you go this would be in Evangeline, Evangeline Parish, Louisiana. This uh, new Swingers Trailer Park is, uh, is on the horizon.
3: Spot opening in Mamu.
5: Newstown's Brittle Faso shares the news of a trailer park and campground gaining attention and getting ready to swing in to southern Louisiana. Uh-huh. It's a story you'll see only on 10.
6: Bring your house and share your spouse. That is the motto
2: of the soon-to-be trailer park and campground for swingers.
0: For swingers. She's one of those people that doesn't just say swingers. For swingers. Uh, And by the way, is it not hysterical that they're covering this about swingers on the news?
6: Don't believe me? Take a look at the sign for yourself.
5: You can come to Mamu for many of good things. This will be one of them. David
6: O'Gwen is opening T-Boy Swingers Trailer Park. For that's right, swingers. He says the swinger community is surprisingly swingers. bigger than you may think.
5: Bigger than most will know. Live free and don't be scared of it.
0: Hey. Bigger than most of the women that are gonna be involved at T-Boy's Swinger Trailer Park. Look at this fucking shack that that the uh that the sign is on. Future home of T-Boy's Swinger Trailer Park. And um, I, for some reason, I think that this is actually where it's going to be in. This structure itself. What's that number there? <clears throat> 337-459-3380. We might need an update because this story is a, is a couple of weeks old everybody there's a big community of it I
5: think a bunch of them is not shy the ones that are shy hell with them roll with it good thing compared to most things
6: since putting up this sign Oakland's gotten calls from swingers across the country
5: we have got some from Pennsylvania we have got some from Arkansas of course all around Acadiana all around Mamou Bill Platte, Lafayette Baton Rouge New Orleans Slidell we have text messages from all over the country it's <laughs> mind-boggling.
6: He says they're getting so many calls, they can barely keep you up with
5: see it. This guy. Most of them call or text just to see if it's real. Dude's got a Just line to see if beard. somebody's going to answer, because they're going to say, oh no, nobody's there. It's not a real number. Or they'll get on Facebook, oh, it's not a real number. I got on there and said, I'd be a fat frog's butt if it's not a real number. <laughs> Everybody starts calling. Man, they start calling, hey, what's your address? Where's is it? Is this in my room? Where's this at? Yes, it is.
6: The sign for this Swingers community says you have to send a picture of your spouse for approval, uh-huh. but O'Quant says...
0: That was more of a joke to kind of ease up the... the pe- no, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be a joke. It should be real. Just to create a vibe, people went
5: further with it than you would imagine. We've gotten many pictures and many phone
0: calls and <laughs> many texts, voicemails... God unreal and basically you just have an old in an, an, an overgrown field with the shack that's that should say uh, great place for rape on the outside of it and then the sign t-boy's swinger trailer park
6: Quinn says that's for the haters
5: sucks to be them there's no reason to be mad at anybody for their preference and not and not out here hurting nobody nobody's selling drugs here People know oh, they, they, they will so have be. a good time they enjoy themselves the way they want to. This, this is perfectly what it is.
6: Now, it's none of my business what our viewers
2: do in y'all's personal time. But if you are wondering when this Swingers Trailer Park is going to be open, the grand opening is set for Memorial Weekend of 2022. No,
0: oh, God. Reporting
2: in Mamou, Britt LaFosso, Caleb Y News 10.
0: She's really getting ahead of it, right? Uh, Memorial Day week, so just over a year away. For uh, Kyle says, does he realize that BOI uh is a gay term? It is, uh, I didn't know that. What do they, what is it called? T Boys, uh, what is the name of the place again? Uh, T Boys Swinger Trailer Park. All right, I gotta get this guy on. Um, uh, David. See if we can make this happen. Uh, Tim Mayer says, uh, Thanks so much. I'm turning it uh, on to listen. You're late. You're late. All right. Let's get a hold of this guy. Okay. It's like, ah, another call. Jesse's. Hey, is this David?
6: No, sir, it's not.
0: Oh, sorry. Is this for T Boy Swingers Trailer Park? Uh, yes, sir oh okay can i can i bother you for a minute
6: uh what you got man
0: well i'm i i do a podcast and i'm i'm doing i'm actually doing it right now my name's eric zane so all right yeah man how's it going it's been a couple of weeks since the story broke about t-boys what's the uh what's the latest
6: uh not too much latest man i'm <laughs> actually at work right now uh trying to get uh, a bunch of stuff going but uh i mean just the same man everything's going good just yeah. Day week, he has what we're
0: shooting for, is this a dude who i saw in the K- uh, klf fy uh tv uh tv news report
6: no his name's david i'm oh. just the one that answers the
0: phone calls uh, okay okay so yeah. you you guys all have day jobs yeah oh okay yeah still gotta work man <laughs> oh absolutely so yeah and I, I definitely understand that so will you be part of the uh launching of t-boys swinger trailer park Yes, sir. Okay, so you're helping get that uh, that uh, that up and running. Now, is it st- still set for uh, just over a year from now you guys are going to open up?
6: Yeah, around like I said, around Memorial Day weekend.
0: Okay, so I looked at that uh, area that the sign was there, and uh, it looks right. like you guys got a lot of work to do to get that thing up and running. Have you made any progress?
6: A uh, little bit, man. Uh, they're clearing out the land. I got a lot of land to clear out. It's going to be quite big, so I said they got a lot of property in the back that was kind of not maintained. So, like I said, we got construction crews. Yeah, so what supposed to come out and start getting cleared out? But
0: right, right. What is the uh, day job? Do I know? What is the uh, day job? Oh, I work at a salvage yard, man.
6: Oh, okay. Yeah, Mr. David owns a bunch of different businesses and stuff, and this is one of the things that we work
0: for him. Nice, nice. Um. So, what are you guys like all swingers? And you just said, "Hey, man, let's do this." Or did you just? Oh, want to no! <laughs> no,
6: nah, we all got families and stuff, man. We don't swing,
0: but I mean, we don't, you know,
6: discriminate. That's on them. Well, they of course not. That,
0: no, I, that's the whole reason. I wouldn't think so. But where where did the idea come from? I mean, this is quite a thing. This, it's a very bold business venture.
6: It just it comes to him, man. Maybe I got some weird ideas, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> has uh, has David done any other weirdo business ventures like this? Uh, we own a company. It's called Cancers of Uh Not many people
6: have any kind of names and stuff like that. But I mean, I don't really know. I don't get too too much into his personal life like that. But I mean, I imagine if he had his opportunity, all like I said he's an entrepreneur, so you know he takes it in his own you know thing. So we don't really get too too much on details, but. Yeah, on this part. Yeah, this is one of the craziest things I know of have done.
0: Uh, how confident are you that it is going to be a success?
6: Oh, that's 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't
0: okay. <no> doubt. <laughs> so you've, uh, now you, I understand, I was watching the news report that uh, that people are calling from all over the globe uh, trying to find out more about this, huh?
6: Oh yeah, I just got, uh, a couple of days ago, man, somebody called me from Europe. Uh, some guy was wanting to come down here, man. This is crazy. All the people that you know, different different types of people, and you know, it's really cool to have you know some things. And like I said, that they send you that approval peak, you know, kind of went from a joke, but it, it yeah. It, Sprung out to be a kind of a, a crazy thing. You'd be surprised what kind of pictures and stuff I get, bro. Yeah. So The old lady don't the old lady don't like it too much, but we do.
0: <laughs> no, no, I believe it, man. Uh, s- uh, swingers are a rare breed. So I'm trying to picture. This is just like any RV park, right?
6: Yeah. It's gonna have. It's gonna be like RV spots, and he's gonna have like a. He said, like, I don't know, really exactly at the moment. I know he said there's gonna be something like six cabins over there. So yeah. It's gonna be like a little chill spot. So.
0: Yeah, so cabins and then people bring their RVs. Yeah. Okay, so is it, you think it might be something along the lines of some guy wakes up, just goes out his uh, the door and just goes into the next trailer and jams his dick in somebody's butthole?
6: Yeah, well, that part, we don't we don't really keep track of too much. that would be all new. Once <laughs> we'll again, that's all new. Oh,
0: okay, so there's there's no, like, rules in place yet?
6: No, I mean, there wouldn't be any rules. That'd just be like you were in a place. I mean, if it's just spot, I mean, other than... Actually crazy and running down the road. I don't think butt ass naked, nobody like
0: that. <laughs> has anybody surprised you that you know that has said to you, hey, I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm gonna be renting a, renting a spot there. Uh now what was that again? Any any of your friends say, Hey man, I'm a swinger, I'm gonna take advantage of this.
6: Oh no. <laughs> I don't know too many swingers, man. I got a couple of
0: them out there, but All right. we don't get <laughs> we don't get acquainted like that. All right. Uh, how far are you? Uh, are you in the path of any of these hurricanes?
6: Uh, not at the moment, man. We just seem like we're clear out here. We're in Vanderbilt, so I mean, weather wow. it don't really come to us unless it really, you, really needs it.
0: I tell you what, people in uh, Louisiana, a special brand of tough, right there. I'll have to say that.
6: Oh yeah, one of a kind, man. Like I said, it's gonna be fun.
0: Do you speak any French?
6: Uh, no, my grandfather was from around here, but not. Nah. I got a Mexican grandmother and a French grandfather.
0: So all right, well, uh, all right. Very good talking to you. I'm sorry. What did you say your name was again? My name is Nick. All right, Nick. Well, good luck getting T boys up and running. And uh, somebody somebody brought up that the term boy b o i is uh, is is a term for uh, is is like a homosexual term. Is that had you heard anything about that?
6: Yeah, a bunch of people asked us about that. The name's just kind of like it's, it's it's the French kind yeah, of yeah. That's what I thought. Like like likes to uh, put their own two cents in it. it just it's just a name he got stuck with. It doesn't really mean anything. Right. Uh, a lot of people have been asking me that if you know different kind of, you know, relationships are allowed. But like I said, we don't discriminate. Yeah, so. it
0: it doesn't matter. You don't you guys don't care anyway. Uh, yeah, we don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. I like it. All right, Nick. Well thanks again, buddy. I ta- thanks for taking the time. Yes, sir. You have a good one. All right, see ya. There you go. That is uh Nick uh who is uh Dave's right hand man at T-Boys, Swinger Trailer Park. I deliberately waited till well into the interview to bust out the, can you just bust out of your uh, RV and go into the next one and jam your dick into somebody's asshole? B-O-I is, is I guess, a French thing, so y'all can shut up. Uh, Dean says, B-O-I, Eric would know that, like I said, 70% gay. Well, look, first of all, if I was 70% gay, there is nothing wrong with that, you fucking square-headed, homophobe cocksucker, all right? Uh, But I'm only 7% gay, so shut the fuck up, you fucking long-armed Neanderthal. There you go josh liked the call kenny says great questions i like that guy he was good i like you know what he was busy too he said uh, he, he goes yeah man i'm busy but what do you need you know uh, josh says we well, can get the zaniac swingers groom back uh, group back road trip that's true i don't know who they are and uh but i'm guessing there are uh, plenty of people that i know very well i am Very, very confident that a number of you zaniacs have put your penises uh, into uh, other zaniacs' vaginas, buttholes, hands, and mouths. And there's been some hot lesbo action. There might have even been some man-on-man action. Uh, I don't know, but I am reasonably sure that that has happened unbelievable we'll hear about it on the lost zane recordings when i the the day that i discovered the zaniacs swingers group which by the way uh, i have not yet posted the lost zane recordings from today i will get that done um sometime in the first part of today but my god yeah we have swinger zaniacs uh, uh, Kate says, wait, what? She had no idea about this. Yes, that's a true thing. There was a Zaniac swingers group that would meet periodically in Grand Rapids. That's all I know is because we discovered the, uh, there was like a, hey, all, let's get together and bone. I was like, what? Jeez. Crazy, crazy shit. All right. That was kind of like our, uh, our hillbilly segment. You had the hillbilly threatening to blow up the Library of Congress. You had a uh, boy Swingers Trailer Park uh, bring your house and trade your spouse. How great is that? Incredible. Uh, God bless cameo. And I'm gay. Okay, you know what I'm doing today? I am doing a uh, live cameo to end this podcast. That's exactly right. Who is this for? Um, somebody just booked me yesterday. Thank you, by the way. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. Okay, dismiss. No. This is two Ross from Jack. And there's all sorts of, like, little details. And it was it's labeled as a roast. So here we go. And it's very simple. You know, it just shows up on my phone. I hit the button right here. And then, boom, I can do a uh, top-notch cameo. And I like doing them live, and uh, maybe even it could be as good as this. Hey, Jim, Vince Neal here. Hey, buddy. Have a, a motley Christmas and a happy crew year, and 2020 is an all-new beginning. So keep, keep rocking. Rockin'. Hey, buddy. This is uh, Vince Neal. Have a, mo- a motley Christmas and a happy crew year. can't get over that 12-second uh, Cameo. That guy paid like $1,000 for that. $1, $1,000. dollars fifteen ninety-nine dollars for me. Cameo.com slash um, Eric I'll be able to show you in just a handful of minutes how exceptional I am at these. One take. Extended, off the top of my head, roast. Flawless victory. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. It's always a good watch, too, if you go and, uh, to, to my spot on Cameo and look at some of the past ones. Because, well, they're fucking great. That's why. And they're funny. And if you don't think so, you're a fucking idiot. And you're going to enjoy that, even just going through it and watching it. Um, let's talk about Horizon Hydroponics. If you're growing... I mean, it's getting close to harvest time, man. Here we go. Send me a picture of your buds. I want to see what you're snipping and you're drying, okay? Is that, isn't that what you do? I, 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 I pick up little bits of information about how to, how to grow cannabis because of the genius that is uh, my friends over at uh, Horizon Hydroponics. H-O-R-I-Z-E-N, hydroponics.com, for anything at all that you're growing. It doesn't have to be cannabis. These, uh, all these folks have uh, uh, expert green thumbs. They can teach you anything about soil, what to put in the soil, uh, correct amount of sunlight, uh, containers to put the whatever it is you're growing into, growing indoors, growing outdoors. Oh, my gosh. And I always say this. On their website, there's a phone number. Of course, you can buy online. Um, at that website, if you're unsure, call. An actual human's going to pick it up. Ask them. Buy from anywhere in the USA. All your products shipped perfectly to anywhere in the USA for free if your order is $250 and over. Okay. And when you buy it online, use the uh, coupon code Zane Show, and that's going to save you 10%. So there you go. Or you can buy it online and pick it up in the store, and still utilize the ten uh, percent there. So, okay, got that covered. Uh, my pal Frank Fuss, who uh, boy, I haven't seen you in the live stream in a little while. Where are you still watching, buddy? You know, I was gone for a short amount of time on the vacation. I hope I, you didn't get out of habit of watching this amazing show. Okay, uh, Frank is. <clears throat> I think i just shut my mic off there hold on frank is a uh, is an expert on insurance which means it's boring let's be honest here not everybody when they hear about insurance thinks oh wow this is, this is so exciting anybody who knows frank and he starts going off at a party you know the blood drains out of their face and they're like oh my god stop We can't take it anymore. But he is the best. And if you think you have any knowledge of your insurance policy, trust me, you don't have it like Frank. So uh, make this guy your agent, and he can just pick up right with what you have, and he's going to be the expert, and it's free. It costs you nada, nothing. So do right by yourself and your family, and reach out to Frank Fuss at uh, mypolicyshop.com. Uh, this website, he actually built it specifically for the audience uh, that listens to this show, buyinsurancehere.com. Buyinsurancehere.com. And that's kind of a misnomer. Uh, it doesn't really mean, hey, I want you to buy insurance. Uh, what it means is if you get it through, like, the marketplace or maybe your employer gives you your insurance, um, you're going to need some advice about buying either buying the policy from the marketplace or making the right choices with your employer's insurance, or maybe you're about to turn 65 and uh, the Medicare system is in your future. All of these things. Frank takes care of it all. He's a total dork when it comes to insurance. Buyinsurancehere.com. Go there, fill out the form. He'll he'll get the email that you have requested, his presence, and he will call you and take care of it. Then you're off and running, man. It's awesome. My Policy Shop Insurance, the way to go from this day forward i use frank i bought my last policy through frank he helped me go from a really disaster uh bronze policy uh and then i i moved up to a silver hmo which is a million times better and man he helped me navigate that like a pro and i did it late in the enrollment period so he had to really pull out his hair to make it all happen for me but he did it okay BuyInsuranceHere.com. A lot of people say to me, Zane, um, when you talk sponsors, you tend to really like go long. And I'm like, well, you know, I do all the sponsors off the top of my head, other than just seeing who I'm talking about. I I'm not going to go ahead and just read you a GD script. Have you ever been listening to a podcast and, uh, and they, and they just Read to you about whatever shitty product that they're they're, uh, uh, talking about. That's what happens, like, in radio. Like, if you... Okay, this is what I want you to do. In addition to hearing the um, uh, incredibly, incredibly riveting around the room, pay attention to the ads on my old show that is going down the drain. And pay attention... To how they uh, uh read okay all they're doing is reading the freaking ad it sounds like shit oh my god i always do it off the top of my head it's the only way to do it before i get to talking about back alley comedy club uh this person says eric i got news for you memorial day 22 is like nine months away brother oh you're right i was thinking about labor day yeah, so I guess it's uh, they got nine months. All right. Uh, all right. Kyle says, glad you picked on them before I said something. Oh, yeah, it sucks. And I'm, and I'm boldly saying it now because um, it's, it's actually pissing me off how bad it is. You guys, I love you, but holy shit, would you please go back to prepping a show and quit reading show prep sheets? My God. Four segments of Around the Room, and then they read Ask Amy. Did you see that thread? They're actually reading Ask Amy questions on the air. What the fuck? I brought you up better than this. Whatever happened to Running with the Bulls, the Lindsay Lohan freedom machine? What happened here? Oh, my God. Oh, absolutely painful. Next week, John Heffron and John Reap, two last comic standing winners together on one stage. Howard City Lanes, Spectrum Lanes, Park Theater in Holland, Rockford Lanes, Back Alley Comedy Club in Muskegon. Back Alley Comedy Club is now becoming Full House Comedy. You can get more information at FullHouseComedy.com. Heffron and Reef, all of the shows I mentioned from Tuesday to Saturday are $25. Would you please support Big Dick Donnie and say, look, man, I'm coming to your shows. Don got punched right in the face with the pandemic. He had to shut down the bowling alley. He had to shut down all of his comedy stores. And then, uh, funny business comedy, the Yoders fucked him up. Who They would book the acts for him. He paid them to book the acts. They pulled the rug out from under him and said, no way, we're not working with you anymore because you're starting to uh, 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 infringe on Dr. Grins. So, holy shit, that was bad. But he said, screw that. I'm not going down without a fight. So he has been booking shows left and right. In addition to Heffron and Reap next week, you've got Mitch Faitel to kick off September. Eddie Griffin comes to town early September. Uh, You've got Ryan O'Flanagan coming. Billy Wayne Davis is awesome. Not to mention Craig Shoemaker, Logan Gunselman. Uh, WWE Mick Foley, the nice day tour coming to Rockford Lanes. Uh, Joey Williamson, are you hearing this? Mick Foley, what is, what is going on here? About this event. To celebrate the 20-year anniversary of Mick Foley's highly acclaimed, best-selling autobiographical novel, Have a Nice Day, A Tale of Blood and Sweat Socks, the one and only hardcore legend is embarking on a limited tour in select cities to share stories in a way that is, defini- that is definitive. He's doing a spoken word tour. This is great. That is uh, Thursday, September 30th at Rockford Lanes. Well done, Don. That's going to be a big show. people. I love those spoken word shows. That must have just been added. I didn't realize that that was coming up. There you go. Uh, in order to check this out, please go to fullhousecomedy.com. Uh, I think I just got requested for a cameo. Ah. (laughs) New request. Nick. Patriot Nick. sent a request. See what he writes. He wants me to do a Jessica impression about. About uh, t Boy Swinger Park or whatever the hell it is. All right. Uh, well, here's the thing. I've got, I've got one in the queue already, so that means uh, I would have to get that one done first. So, all right. Thank you very much for that. Perhaps that is a Patreon thing. Because uh, I've got the one that I have to do for this, uh, for this podcast. Well done, Nick. Always fun. So uh there you go. Jessica will be a Jessica impression. We'll be having it on the uh on the Patreon Bonus podcast. All right. Ah, oh, my god. What do you think a um a lady would look like who agreed to let her 12-year-old daughter Uh, date a 24-year-old man and then had no problem with the 24-year-old man um, getting her pregnant and, um, well, basically signing off on the whole deal. Wow, what do you think that woman would look like? Well, I am going to show you. You'd expect uh, a mother who agrees to let her 12-year-old daughter date a 24-year-old man and having no problem with the daughter getting pregnant and having a baby to look like this. (laughs) That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Desiree Castaneda. Wow. Wow. If uh, you must see this, if you are listening to the audio podcast, of course, as I try to do every single time I talk about something, uh, put the link in the show notes. Um, she looks upset. She looks angry. Uh, I, I, I would be too uh, wondering, oh, my God, what have I done with my life? I let my 12 year old get banged by a uh, by a 24 year old. She has uh, been arrested. This is a mugshot. And uh, charged with child neglect after her 12-year-old daughter gave birth. Look at this fucking face. And it isn't so much the face. It's look at these eyebrows. It is, uh, I think, if um, I went to any Zaniac lady, shaved her eyebrows, and then grabbed a Sharpie and drew them in, it would look better than what I see here. Wow, that is a new level of fucked up. You can even see some of the old existing eyebrow. I'm not sure. This might be one of those. Um, yeah, you know how people, uh, uh, I think they, uh, ex- some ladies are really wound up about their eyebrows. They'll actually put a tattoo in there. Like, especially women who have very, very thin hair, they'll, they'll tattoo fake eyebrows on there. And they always look like shit. There isn't one woman who has tattooed eyebrows that you look at it and say, wow, looks like somebody sharpied your eyebrows. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's, it's really a disaster. And the thing is, it's a big industry. My nephew is getting married very, very soon. And uh, I, I was just having a conversation with his uh, future spouse. And uh, it was at my mother's memorial. And uh, so I'm, I'm talking to her, and uh, I'm, I'm kind of getting to know her. And then uh, right away, I'm like, oh, no. I go, so would that, tell me, what do you do for them? She goes, oh, I'm a business owner. I go, really? Yeah. She goes, yeah, I started a business up during, uh, just actually just before the pandemic. But uh, it, uh, it's going great. I go, oh, great. What is it? And you, she, she does this. That's what she does. And I'm like, what the fuck? I, I was this close to saying, what is wrong with people who, do, who pay you to do this? What a look. So, yeah, here, here's, uh, here's the long and the short of this one. Mom here was arrested in Oklahoma. Uh, according to the uh, police, the investigation revealed that mom and the family members signed off on the relationship between 24-year-old Juan Miranda Jara and the girl. Juan admitted to the cops that he'd been in a relationship with her uh, since she was; she had just turned 11. Oh, what the fuck? The family allowed the relationship to happen. There are photos. Okay, this they're so stupid. Desiree was posting photos of. Her 12 year old uh, child at the family baby shower of the 12 year old and Juan. Juan sitting next to this child as the child's opening up, you know, uh, gifts. Ugh everybody knew that this uh, delivery was about to happen and the police were well aware and they kept tabs as to uh when they would all be together so of course that happened to be uh when the kid was in labor boy I would think that a twelve year old uh, giving birth that would be a great risk for the child because you know uh, she's not an adult and uh you know that I don't think the The body is uh, completely prepared for something as traumatic as childbirth. Holy shit. But the kid did have the child. Uh, The cops were there as the baby was flying out of the child. Uh, Juan was arrested and charged with first degree rape. You guys want to get a look at uh, Juan here? There he is. Ugh. By the way, uh, Jackie is, uh, is, uh, is listening to this. This is a perfect time to bring this up. Lately, my beloved daughter uh, has been calling us out calling out her mother and me uh, about her relationship when she was 15 years old with uh, Ernie, a.k.a. Barney. And she's, been, she's like, what the fuck were you doing? Why, why did you even let me let, let that happen? And I was like, to be honest, it didn't seem like that big of a deal. Uh, and besides, you got to understand, 15-year-old Jackie is like a 25-year-old adult, except crazier, okay? You were way different when you were 15, okay? And you were, like I said, you were very, very mature. And, well, I mean, it's it was either that or you're going to lose your mind and go running in the street like a crazy person, and then the cops are banging on the door Every, uh, every three weeks uh, to try to calm you down, which, by the way, did happen. So enough, enough. I don't want to hear another word about it. It all worked out. It's ancient history. Uh, you're in love with uh, a wonderful man who we all love. So no more references to that. If you're going to listen to the show now and t- during your big girl job, let's just nip that in the bud. Going forward. All right. No more talk of that. All right. You even let me go to his college door. What the what the hell were you? What, you did it! How the hell can it's not my fucking fault? Kenny says, Jackie, we all wondered that same thing for years, too. Alright, so we maybe we weren't perfect parents. Maybe Ernie was a walking stats charge. Shut up! It's all bullshit. All right, where was I? Juan. Uh, after further investigation in the case, mom, Desiree castaneda was charged with enabling child sex abuse and child neglect. So basically they said, hey, did you sign off on this? And she said, yes, I did. And they said, oh, you're going to jail too. Uh, No surprise, the girl's father is in prison serving a 12-year sentence for first-degree rape, unrelated to the case. Wow. This is all sorts of fucked up right here. So, baby born to a 12-year-old. Jesus. All right, all things being equal here. Let's just do a little math. Mom is 12. Uh, If the baby, let's say the baby's a girl. I don't even know. Um, Maybe it might have said it. I might have read it, but I don't remember. Let's just say in 18 years, if that baby becomes a parent, that means that this 12 year old will be a grandma at 30. And if And she could very possibly be a great-grandmother at 48 if that offspring has a child at 18. Throw in a couple more that give birth at 12. Uh, She could be a great-great-grandmother at 60. And another one gives birth at 12. She could be a great-great-great-great-grandmother at 72 years old. Now, that would be a hell of a family photo. All those generations you it would be in like the guinness book of world records next to the two fat guys on motorbikes i mean we got to look silver lining on this there there there's a potential for a uh, some type of record here 12 years old incredible I don't know if Jackie can take a call at work. See if we can get a princess of the forest. I wonder if she'll get in trouble. Then we're going to wrap this up. Be thinking of your asshole today. Yes. Hey, I don't want to keep you. Oh, no,
6: you're good.
0: Yeah. So we were just talking about um, when you yelled at me for uh, allowing you to date Ernie when you were fifteen.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's... that was stupid.
0: <laughs> do you have any idea how um, hyper you were back then? Do you do you have any idea how you would <laughs> have? Have you ever seen those Avengers movies when the Hulk? Uh, does that to Loki? Yep, that was me. That that would have been you, yeah, and I would have been Loki. I know,
6: and we were talking to Uncle Jim at, um, like, the memorial thing recently, and we were saying something about, like, why, why would you let me date him? And he's like, who was going to stop you?
0: He, he said, who was going to stop you? Yeah. Right. You would have rebelled. Like... You, you would have rebelled. <laughs> you would have made it terrible. I know. There would have been the police every other day here.
6: Yeah, I know. I I was the worst. But hey, I was I was always pretty mature so
1: I think it maybe that helped.
6: That's that what I said too. Yeah. So,
0: if you ever have a child that is, well, I'm assuming that one day you will, but if a child is, let's say same scenario, would you would you allow that or would you say no way, you can't do that?
6: No, I don't I don't think I well, I mean, I guess it depends um how strict I am because I don't know it depends if they uh like try and sneak out to see them or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be it'd be weird because, like, when I think about it, it's like fifteen-year-olds now—they're so little. It's like you're in like what freshman in high school or something.
0: Yeah, that was you, and that that hasn't changed. That was you. <laughs> I hope that happens to you. I hope. I hope that that. I hope you're faced with that decision.
1: You. I mean, you didn't seem to care.
0: Ah, oh, bullshit. I cared. Come on. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'll let you go. I know you're busy at your new job. Thank all you. Right. Okay. Love you. Love you, too. Okay. Bye. Okay.
3: Bye-bye. Okay.
0: Oh, Unbelievable. All right. be thinking about the asshole today. So anyway, they're all going to hell. Where am I? What do I got to do to finish this show? I got to pee. I'm thirsty. Uh, Buy some merch at com. I appreciate that. Uh, com. Just click on merch. Off you go. Where is my dry erase marker? Son of a bitch. Ah, there it is. I'm an absolute mess. Uh TC Paintball Online at tcpaintballgr.com. Thank you to Nick for the paintball scholarships. Thank you to Adam for the paintball scholarships. We've got six worthy participants. Uh Adam is doing two, Nick's doing two, and I'm doing two. So, six additional players. Sarah Rook-Rook Rush's son Avery and three of his hellion uh bro friends will be there. And uh, also, I forgot the name of the other dude. Ryan, him and his kid will be there. So uh, thank you. TC Paintball, the party is going to be on August 29th. There's still room. Uh, drop me a line, eric at ericsancho.com, uh, that you're coming. And this is normally 48 bucks for what I'm about to tell you. And it's just 35 now for this event only. St. <coughs> Podcast listeners get it for 35 5 p.m. on Sunday, August 29th. Just over one week away. 5 p.m., we start with a pizza party from BC Pizza on Lake Michigan Drive in Grand Rapids. They're awesome. Call them for pizza. And uh, after that, we uh, divvy up the teams, and boom, that's it. With your 35 bucks, you get the paint, you get the uh, gun, you get the mask, wear some crappy clothes, and it's going to be awesome. 5 p.m., TC Paintball in Grand Rapids, tcpaintballgr.com. Uh, reach out to them if you want to book your own party, but also join me for our party our party a and e heated and cooling online at aEheatingcooling.net heating call joe martinez 616-516-8579 uh for anything at all heating and cooling he installs the comfort maker brand of furnaces and air conditioners if you need him for an after-hour service call that's going to cost you but he will fix your stuff anybody you call for an after-hour service call is, is going to be expensive but That's why it's an an after-hours service call. Otherwise, uh, book a visit by calling 616-516-8579. A&E Heating and Cooling. Okay, talked a lot uh, today about a lot of things. Tim Mayer, congrats to you. Diana lost her mind. She went kablooey. Dan Talica, uh, Jeopardy host Mike Richards, Uh, Gator Time. The boredom that is f b h w uh the hill uh, the hillbilly threading threatening to blow up the library of Congress the swingers trailer park the pregnant twelve year old yeah boy um that's i think where we're going to end up parking um, Terry said he might donate a couple two paintball scholarships that would be sweet. Hey, the more the merrier. That's a great way to do this. You can help out Rick, and that's helping on me. So if you ever feel the need to send somebody to paintball school with a paintball scholarship, you just let me know. And then you pay Rick, and then whoever's getting the scholarship goes. Sharpie Mom, that is your asshole of the day. Brought to you by TC Paintball and JM Synthetics. terrible let us get into this live cameo and then that's going to do it for the show by the way um john and Jennison, um he reached out to me about something on the patreon uh john is i don't want to say difficult He's just, he really marches to the beat of his own drummer. And he is not shy about telling you that, telling me that I suck. I mean, he is, he's a critic. I mean, he's like a pal. And he's not even willing to give me anything more than three stars for this podcast. Imagine that. I've been to his house, okay? And he won't even give me anything more than three stars on the uh, Apple podcast review of the show. Okay. He takes the time to leave a comment on yesterday's podcast to write. I want you to know I crush the 15 second fast forward button. Every time you sing karaoke on the Patreon. Can you believe that the nerve not listening to The karaoke sessions yesterday we destroyed i crushed better than the original born to be wild ah so good so awesome and yet he's like yeah i want you to know that i hate that and i'm like so i gave him the old to each his own by the way uh he is a uh, recipient of a patreon scholarship he doesn't even pay for it he got a full year for free from Jacob Bennett. And here he is reaching out to me directly, telling me I suck at karaoke. My God. Cameo.com slash Eric To Ross from Jack. Cameo asks, uh, What are their pronouns? Ross is a he-him. Jack is a he-him. I don't care about any of that. Okay. Let me just read this 1st Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Here we go. It's a cameo for Ross... From Jack. Ross! (laughs) It's your birthday, buddy. Happy birthday to you, and I hope you are enjoying it. Uh, I think you know who I am because your old pal Jack here says that you used to listen to me on um, Free Beer and Hot Wings. You know, when it says here, uh, uh, what, uh, Ross loves most about me, you love, you would love those drives to high school when I, Eric would lose trivia and you especially liked, uh, my political attack ad back in the day. That was a high point of the show. No doubt. Well, so you obviously do know, well, it's your birthday. Here you are. And if you were driving to school uh, at about that age, I would guess you're in your 30s. So, you know, shit's probably starting to fall apart on you. Uh, No doubt getting fatter by the day. Probably some bad habits. No doubt you've cheated on your significant other. Some shit like that. Either that or you have no significant other. I would guess that that's probably more likely because you have a friend in Jack who seems like kind of a putz as well. Uh, Jack said... Tell this is exactly what he wrote. Please tell Ross I'm older than him. So, you know what that is, uh, Ross? That's a dumb fuck inside joke from Jack. So, I, I don't know. He wanted me to express that to you. Who gives a shit? He also wanted me to point out David Gilmore, I'm guessing that's the David Gilmore from Pink Floyd fame, thinks he, as in you, lacks jungle work comma non-falsehood what the fuck is happening there i have no idea what any of that is and it's all stupid i think this needs to be more of a roast of jack for giving me a a big pile of bullshit nothing to work with when it comes with roasting ross you know what i can work with the fact that your name is ross what a stupid fucking name ross Oh, my God. It sounds like you've got two big dicks in your mouth with a name like that. Holy shit. It says you're a tattoo artist. Hi, I'm Roth. Would you like me to put your tattoo on? <laughs> anyway, it says uh, you're a tattoo artist <laughs> who likes Lemmy as much as Lil Wayne. Yeah. Uh, who gives a fuck? Again, more of a problem of Jack giving me the most worthless pile of information about Ross, the gay, dick-sucking tattoo artist. Happy fucking birthday. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) It's your birthday, buddy. There you go. That's how we roll. That's how you do a cameo. Oh, my God. Thank you very much for enjoying the Eric Zane Show podcast. We're going to leave it right there. I'll do the uh, Patreon bonus podcast coming up at around 11. Might be a little late. And I'll do the cameo for Nick doing an impression of Jessica. I don't know. We'll get to that. Until then. That's by, by the way, that's my 99th cameo. 100 will be Nick's. Thanks for checking out the shows this week. If you're new, if I picked you up from the Kumiya show, uh, thanks for being there. Hope you like it. Have a good one, folks. Talk to you down the road. Bye-bye.